the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Second half's about to get underway all around the country. We just gave you a recap of the halftime scores. What it means for the big picture is that St Mirren will be top six come five o'clock, Mark Wilson. If it stays like this Yeah um, I, I think they deserve their lead uh, Alison's right It hasn't been the most enthralling game to watch But I think St Mirren Edge it on chances alone Looking back at their penalty Right enough Gordon at half time As of the soft variety uh, I think the, the Hamilton defender Comes across the slide tackle I don't think he makes much contact And Durmas um, almost goes into the other defender So maybe get a wee bit of luck And that's what Jim needs He He won't care how they're ahead um, but they are But you never can write off This Hamilton side And Jim will be telling His players that At this minute um, In the dressing room He's had a go at referees All season long Jim Goodwin uh, And sometimes With absolute justification But he got away with one there He got a gift uh, And You know He's a very honest guy He may acknowledge that At time up Because that could be A crucial decision By the referee yeah, I'd be quite happy to take it. Um, Do you think it was as soft as Mark is no, suggesting? No, when I seen it, and remember, the referee doesn't get the opportunity to have two or three looks at it. Uh, I thought it was a penalty kick, Gordon. I've got to say, uh, but I do think they deserve their lead. I think they've been the best team in the first half. Brian Rice will be asking for a little bit more. This isn't the Hamilton Aki side that you usually see battling, fighting for their lives. They seem to be just accepting St Mirren dominating this game. Mark, the rule of thumb that I always employ, if that had been given for Hamilton against St Mirren, what would Jim Goodwin have said then? Oh, I don't think he'd be happy. That's for sure. Um, in my opinion, it did look soft. Um, but as I say, Jim won't care. But he'll, he'll have a fight for 45 minutes. He will be kept informed, uh, as we were talking about earlier, what's happening at St. Johnson. Um, but I think he will see this out and St. Mirren will finish a day in the top six. Honestly, I've not listened to a word you three just said because I am flicking through alone. images of Ken Barlow to see which <laughs> one looks the most like Hugh Keevans so that we can put it on Twitter and we'll take a picture of him. Right, let's get the football back up and running. Goal flashes with Top Scaffolding. For the top team in scaffolding, visit topscaffolding.co.uk. Design, quote, deliver. Stenhouse Muir aren't hanging about after the break. Stenhouse Muir 2, Albion Rovers 0. Mark McGuigan with the goal on 46 minutes there. So anyone who said they had their soft spot for Stenhouse Muir will be happy. Yeah, what a start for them. Um, I mean, it's nothing worse when you go out and you lose a goal. Early doors But Stenny will be alright this year You know I know you'll be bored To my knowledge Of the lower leagues But they did um, Stenny did throw A wee bit of money Behind our side When they were struggling When they were In the scrap with breaking To be fair to them Their chairman um, Threw a bit of money in Made some good signings And they'll be okay I'm impressed by your knowledge Of the lower leagues You weren't there long enough <laughs> So you've obviously been doing But I certainly lot. didn't use it <laughs> When <laughs> I was in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the in your tactics. Yeah, it's the return of Leagues 1 and 2 today So we're asking you Which League 1 or 2 side Do you have a soft spot for And why? I want some stories I want some good memories Some tributes Something to, to Entertain us on this Saturday afternoon Let us know I've enjoyed your suggestions so far Let's get this up and running early, Hugh mm. And give maximum thinking time The second half teaser With Monday Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out, and all the reaction to the weekend's games. I have played alongside Helder Postiga and Robbie Savage, and I've been managed by 
David James, Derek McInnes and Billy Davies. I've won finals at Hamden and Wembley and I've played in competitive wins over Karim Benzema, Ronaldinho and Patrick Kluivert. Who am I? I've played alongside Helder Postiga and Robbie Savage. I've been managed by David James, Derek McInnes and Billy Davies. I've won finals at Hamden and Wembley and I've played in competitive wins over Karim Benzema, Ronaldinho and Patrick Clivert. Who am I? <laughs> Mark Wilson has got that already. <laughs> no. And that just yes. shows you how easy that question is. So if you're playing along at home, hang your heads in oh, shame. I'm if so you don't proud of myself. It. I'm so proud. At Clyde SSB. On my life, that's who I was going to say, and I'll tell you the reason once. Don't. No, no, I'll tell you the reason. <laughs> At Clyde SSB, are you as quick as Mark Wilson? You don't have to be. Let's, no chance. Let's hear from you. At Clyde SSB, one tweet, one name. I think that is doable. And the brilliant thing about that is Mark told us a story about him in the studio earlier on at the break. And once we reveal the answer, I'll get Mark to repeat the story. No way. How, how much a coincidence is that? It's a pretty good story. We'll, we'll get back to it later on. I don't think I can deal with that on air I think think you can tell his part of it I wouldn't tell your part of it But surely (laughs) I can't remember it There's a shock In all the time at Breakin City I have never witnessed Mark Wilson celebrate in a manner (laughs) Similar to to the way he just celebrated getting Uh, that right I do enjoy getting them Because they puzzle me for 45 minutes every Saturday The second half It ruins my second half trying to get these answers I think that one's an easy Now I can relax it's only easy because I showed you the answer No, I had the answer Tommy Wright's not happy with something at half time He's in deep conversation yeah. with the fourth official yeah. Is it a decision? Is it the fact that he's got the same lockdown hairdo mm. as Mark Wilson? <laughs> I don't know um, Producer Andy, can you go and take a picture of Hugh Keevans in his current state And match it up with a picture of Ken Barlow with a similar hairdo uh-huh. And put it on, tweet- on Twitter for the listening audience There we go, keep him busy <laughs> I, I hope you've got a good one I've got a terrible I'll let you one find one yeah. See what we can do They used to put photographs of Deirdre and me beside each other <laughs> So they did <laughs> <laughs> Same specs I like Deirdre She was good Good actress Oh dear right We've not got much in the championship Just the one goal in that division um, Needs to liven up a little bit You'd think it was them That had been off for a couple of months Hmm yeah, not much going on. I've got a bright star here, Gordon. I've got a great chance. Hits a post. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't hit the post, did it? I think I so. Think it. I thought it hit the post behind the post, uh, you know. The well, it hit a post, it hit some post. No, but you it was Carrigan again. It just went in there. It's a tight angle. No, it didn't hit the post. No, no. Did, it hit, did it hit one post? No. <laughs> went behind the goal. Just forget it, right? <laughs> Leave it to me. It's hit the post. Mind you, it's an indication of just how. Precarious that lead is you know, Whatever it hit It was very nearly a goal So it's a precarious lead Yeah Look at this set piece From, from Hamlin How they lined up They've taken it short But all their big guys Almost stood on the back post Dragging all the St Mirren defenders Back there I've, I've not seen that one before um, Didn't work right enough uh, Dick Brady says I think Hugh Keevans Looks more like Deirdre's mum <laughs> 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 Right, so hold that thought right Stop <laughs> Just Andy Do not tweet it What we need to do Is you now You now need to get a picture Blanche of, you need to, She was <laughs> called Blanche <laughs> You need to get a picture Of Hugh Evans, Ken Barlow Deirdre And Blanche Right okay Put them all up And 
Maybe a v- maybe the listeners could vote on which member of the oh. Barlow family that Hugh Keevans <laughs> most uh, resembles. That is a belter. Oh. Is, oh, sorry, Hugh, but that is that's good. Listen, better to live in a world that laughs than a world that cries. Yeah, exactly. See, that's the great thing about you lot. You don't take yourselves too seriously. How could we? <laughs> exactly. There's not, there's not much scope for it in this part of the world. My goodness. Oh, oh that's good. That is really oh, good. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> um, right, Robbie's got a soft spot for both Stirling Albion and Queen's Park um, I used to train at Fourth Bank with my Scotland team def- Developed an affinity, had my 12th birthday party at the stadium uh, Queen's Park, near my local side I even featured on the big screen at Hamden Giving my pre-match thoughts Says Robbie, that's as good a reason as any I've got a wee spot as well for uh, soft spot for Queen's Park I remember when right. I was about... Uh, 11 years old 10, 11 years old My school football team St Francis of Assisi um, it Took us a, a tour of Hamden And mm-hmm. the, the kit man at the time I think his name was Willie Who was kit man for Scotland at the time Showed us about the dress rooms And um, it was the old stand Then at Hamden Not a, yeah, not a new I one Yeah I played there And it was, it was great We got to stand in, on the pitch at Half time, but all the Queen's Park strips were there, um, and we've seen it. So always kept a wee eye on them. Also, did you go upstairs to the, the the press box on top of the stand? No, but I remember looking up and and when I went there for games, thinking, how's that possible? Because it looked like it defied yeah, gravity yeah, yeah, the way it, it was hanging. Yeah, very very strange. But one famous day, uh, one of the reporters who came down from Dundee, and he dropped his briefcase out the window. And it went halfway down the roof. And he asked somebody <laughs> to hold his feet while he <laughs> tried to go halfway it. down a roof with a oh. what, 150 foot drop no. ending in certain death. But he, he asked for someone to hold his feet so he could crawl out onto the <laughs> Wasn't it Jim roof. Spence, was it? No, not, not Spence. No, no, no. He's far too sensible. Wow. He's oh. from Loch anyway. Yep. No, I mean, if there's anything you wanted captured on camera at Hamden, I was at. But I always used to wonder, Hugh, how, how you guys used to sit in there or how it was possible. There were, were telephone booths at the back of the press box. You went to file your copy and there was a little hole and you could see the game going on while you were filing your copy so that you didn't miss anything. All the telephone booths had a little window in them so that you could see out and... In case a goal was scored while you were on describing the other goals that we scored. What a life. Honestly, he, he times, has seen, yeah. seen some sights, this oh, guy. He was, Daz and Hugh were telling us some stories in the office of football in the years gone by. And I think I'm glad I played in <laughs> the, the era I did. I don't think I would have survived in Daz and Hugh's era. He had, well, a, he had a great line yesterday. Did you hear this breaking news? I think it was on the news at six just as we came on air. Was it Instagram was down and WhatsApp? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Instagram and WhatsApp was down and, and Colette from the news team said, Hugh, did you hear that Instagram and WhatsApp's down? And he said, is that next to Channel 4? <laughs> <laughs> so as far as his I said, to, I said to my grandson, this is how the generations work. I said to my grandson yesterday, Noah, on the 26th of April, We'll be able to go to the caravan in Anstruther. And he said, Oh, no, no, no. He said, The Wi Fi is terrible there. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> Seven Priorities. years old. Priorities. Good fish and chips, though. That'll make oh, up for the, yeah. We'll make up for the, the lack of Wi Fi. Oh, we've got one of these. Mm. It's a big one. Goal flashes.
with Top Scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Kilmarnock are back in front, and it's Rory McKenzie. Kyle Lafferty with the initial effort rebounds to Rory McKenzie, and he finds the back of the net 10 minutes into the second half, and it's Killy who are back in front. And with Hamilton losing at the moment, mm. Ross County drawing, that would shake things up at the bottom. Well, you wondered when the road would take a turn for Kilmarnock. One point from 30 at kickoff today. And, you know, one point from 33 would just be disaster. Two points from 33 wouldn't be much better. But if the road is taking a turn today, then it's a massive turn for Tommy Wright. So they, they, they do seem to have the bit between their teeth. And you've got to say, St Mirren should have doubled their lead. A beaker. Yeah, a beaker. What a chance. What a save it is from Fulton and, and goal for Hamilton. Touches it over. So they could have fell even further behind. Um, good going from Kelly, though. Tommy Wright could do with it. It's the first real signs he's seen he, of his side in front since he's been there. If the confidence booster, Mark, would be got off the bottom of the table. Oh. And at least you give yourself something to aim for. When you're at the bottom of the table, it's a very, very lonely place, hard place to get victories. And if they can get that and Hamilton don't get anything today, then they leapfrog Hamilton and put all the pressure onto the Aki's. Hugh Keevans on a serious note um, We mentioned Motherwell Dundee United And others not um, Taking the knee today yeah. Deciding to stand up and, and make a statement instead uh, Rangers are on the On social media at the moment Sort of quote tweeting Dundee United Quote tweeting Motherwell Quote tweeting Hamilton Ackies And Livingston uh, With the message Scottish Football United Scottish Football United Scottish Football United oh. And then there's one from Celtic Which they've quote tweeted And it says Old Firm United Which is Maybe quite symbolic Just given the way that we are Yeah Dominated by that rivalry And can't be seen at any time To come together No matter what it is So Rangers have quote tweeted something From Celtic And said Old Firm United I just wonder Is it Too much to ask Is it Unthinkable That there would be Some sort of Show t- Together tomorrow that, that They are Together in this And they mean business uh, I think it's good uh, the way Celtic have phrased it uh, because it's not a description that is favoured by the Celtic support. Uh, so, no, that's, so that's Rangers that have put that. Old Firm United? Yes. That's besides the point. Let's focus on the other thing for now. Right. Um, yeah, any demonstration of support is welcome. Uh, it's right that the two biggest clubs in the country take a stand. And of course, it's Rangers' stand to take because it's their player. But every club in Scotland will be behind that stance. So I don't know what you could come up with tomorrow. Uh, but on that particular day, it would be worth trying something. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. It's all happening now. Comarnock 3, Motherwell 1. And it's Chris Burke on 57 minutes, friend of the show, finding the net beyond Liam Kelly. To make it a bit more comfortable for Tommy Wright's side He might be unhappy with his lockdown here He might have been unhappy with the officials at the break But he'll certainly be happy now Kilmarnock 3, Motherwell 1 And that's been a long time coming Let's make it clear, he ain't no friend of this show um, But that is a massive result for Kilmarnock I can't see any way back for the well Unless they get a very quick goal But Fraser Wisher will be enjoying Rugby Park today um, it's not called Rugby Park anymore It's called oh, I, I called it that earlier Billy Bowie Stadium. Special project Oh it's yeah. yeah. no, Billy Bowie That's all part of it Yeah it's all, it's all one long Yeah um, But They need a result Gordon That's that's these sort of results Timing is everything 
You know, getting into the split, getting a good win, getting a bit of confidence, maybe getting off the bottom of the league tonight at uh, quarter to 25. So that's a big result for uh, Kelly. You know, the, the teams in the bottom six, to use the managerial cliche, will face five cup finals. If you are Kelly, Ross County, Hamilton Ackies, you're facing five cup finals after the split. Uh, but this is the first sign, since Tommy Wright got to Rugby Park, this is the first sign of something really positive going on. And he has the the the, the, the more statesman-like players to thank for it. Kyle Lafferty, Chris Burke. Uh, and it's a massive psychological boost. I am assuming that Motherwell will not get back two goals for a draw and three for a win. Hold on. Goal flashes. With top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. It's Dundee United have taken the lead at home to Aberdeen and it's Adrian Sporla makes it 1-0 to the home side and Aberdeen's woes just continue. They might have changed the manager. Um, Hibs are drawing at the moment so it wouldn't be a complete disaster in the race for third but nevertheless Dundee United won Aberdeen nil. Well it's a race for fourth I think Aberdeen fans will be worried about just now With the way their team is playing And that's why I made the point about Dave Cormack And, and changing Derek just now I know Paul Sheeran and Barry Robson Were, were very close to to Derek and, and Tony Doherty And you know you wonder how much it changes then If you keep, you keep Barry and Paul in charge Instead of bringing someone else in So a big decision that... I thought, it was a, I thought it was a silly decision, Mark. Uh, so, and the reason I'm saying, not because of the results, and Aberdeen fans did want a change. I'm not arguing that point. It's the timing of it. The Scottish Cup's still to be played. If they're not going to appoint the manager, and I know Roger's saying about the hot favourite glass, and you can't get them over just now because in America, but if you're going to appoint a manager, you have to do it now. For me, you have to do it now. If you're sacking your manager, you should have an idea where you're going, what you're looking for, and then get him in place, give him time to work. If you're not, why not just leave Derek McKinnon, who's been terrific for your club, give him the end of the season, and then part ways. In terms of today's match, in isolation, Aberdeen's big problem. You can't score goals. I mean, they've got one goal in the last eight or nine games. Uh, it's a terrible problem, and it Dundee United one up that might be enough to win it yeah and it's not much of a you know, an achievement in terms of more money or anything like that but just as a, a benchmark for Dundee United that would do them wonders in trying to become the, the best of the rest if you like Yeah, Mark I, Wilson I, I've been I've been impressed with Dundee half. United yeah this season um, they were always going to find it difficult yeah they have got a good squad they spent a bit of money but they've had their their Troubles to bear this season as well Behind the scenes and cost cutting and things like that So to stay in the league and, and to be comfortable at this stage I think that's a an achievement for, for Mickey Mellon To beat Aberdeen today look, People forget that there is a rivalry still up there In that part of the world between Dundee United and Aberdeen I, I touched on it earlier, I played in these games I knew what it mean, meant to the fans to beat Aberdeen And vice versa when we went to Pataudry So to beat them it shows that you know, United are going in the right direction after having years of languishing behind Aberdeen. Morton 2, Queen of the South 1, Gary Oliver with the goal just after the hour marks. So, um, happy days for Gus McPherson, but plenty of life left in that. Queen of the South have surprised a lot of people over the last couple of months. If Livy get a second goal and get three points out of the day, 
you know, there'd be three points behind Aberdeen. That can't be acceptable to anyone at Aberdeen. Simply, yeah. simply can't be. Change for Motherwell as they look to get back in it. Stephen Lawless replaces Barry Maguire, so a bit more of an attacking change. But 3 1 down now, struggling in the second half and 64 minutes on the clock. So up against it, Graham Alexander. Yes, yeah, certainly is. Um, he'll not be happy. He lost a, a very early goal to start the game, but the response was good, Gordon. Um, to go away from home and you've got your captain sitting on the bench as well, you lose three goals. So I'm sure if it stays like this, then I think the Motherwell captain, who's obviously got one eye in the Euros, will be looking to start uh, playing some games from the beginning. The, the funny thing about the Declan Gallagher situation when you were chatting about it before the show, Gordon, where I'm being on the bench and being the, the probably the number one centre half for Scotland just now. I say that because he's played in the majority of these big games and I'm not playing just now. We used to always have the debate about big players in England not playing for their, their sides and sitting on the bench. And was it right for them then to come into the national team because he played for a, a Man U or an Aston Villa or a Tottenham or whoever it was and people would say no well if they're not playing for their side just because they play for a big club they shouldn't play for Scotland and now it's came to one of our centre-halves not playing for Motherwell who lie 9th or 10th yeah. in the league in Scotland and you wonder how Steve Clark will yeah. approach that situation also that was clearly down primarily to Graham Alexander keeping faith with players that have done well Gordon by all mm. accounts the defending for goals 2 and 3 today has not been pretty so maybe Declan Gallagher does come back in after this I think he will I think so definite um, because and I, and I don't blame Graham Alexander because he's come in as a new manager he's achieved what he set out to achieve Gordon uh, there was talky mother will be in that relegation problems well they were at one point but I always thought they had enough to get out new manager comes in gets the points available to keep them safe he's stuck with the same players that's got him the little bit of success and I don't blame him for that. But now it's given him the opportunity to say to Declan Gallagher, right, you're back in, go and take your chance again. Uh, right, don't forget, we're still looking for which Leagues 1 and League 2 sides do you have a soft spot for and why? Well, Mark Wilson's punching <laughs> the air. What could that possibly be? Oh, well, breaking or not winning? Sterling Albion <laughs> 1, breaking nil, and Kieran Moore has scored on 65 ah, minutes. Which League 1 and... It's a bad, bad fortune. <laughs> which Leagues 1 or 2 yeah. sides do you have a soft spot for and why? We're paying tribute to those lower leagues since they've returned after 12 weeks out today. Remind us of your question, Hugh. Yes, I have played alongside Helder Postiga and Robbie Savage. I've been managed by David James, Derek McInnes and Billy Davies. I've won finals at Hamden and Wembley and I've played in competitive wins over Karim Benzema, Ronaldinho and Patrick Clybert. Who am I? Grant Munn says, is it Gary Hooper? It is not. Evan O'Kane says, is it Ken Barlow? Ah. Fast Boy says, is it Lee Sharp? No, not sharp. There's a few coming in for Gary Hooper. Um, Graham Lang says, "Is it Pedro Mendes?" No. Jonathan Brooks says, "Aaron Hughes." Aaron Hughes. No. Loads coming in for Pedro Mendes. David Collins says, "Is it Alan Hutton?" No. And F M Dafty says, "Is it Paul Dickov?" Not Paul. Okay, keep your guesses coming at Clyde SSB Queens Park. It's a fond farewell to Hamden for them. Queens Park three, Stranraer nil. And Bob McHugh with the penalty on 65 minutes. You want to be the, the guy that scores the last goal? Though. 
for Queen's Park, don't you? Yeah, because you'll be on beat the pundit next week, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I would just be sort of uh, saying, right, boys, fill your boots. I'll wait to the 89th minute. Boom, go. Get the glory. Oh yeah. I wonder how the players will feel about you know That's not playing cool. at Hamden every second week. I know some some players didn't like it. I know Mark Roberts. I, I chatted to him, and he, you know, didn't like the empty stadium. But it's different when you're. Standing on the touchline Compared to if you're playing At the National Stadium That's your home stadium Every week Well the last One of the last games I went to watch Was actually your game Remember? I, I do sitting behind you Giving you good moral support <laughs> Cheering you on I do remember that Yeah As Left the goals went in against minutes, you probably. I think we were 4-0 down I think <laughs> after 40 minutes When he left <laughs> Yeah it wasn't oh. a good afternoon Lesser Hamden looks good They're, mm-hmm. they're going to build it yep. up it's a great project to be part of I never in my lifetime thought that I would see Queen's Park as a fully professional club for a start uh, But with Lord Hockey's money and uh, a lot of good things going on at the club It's a great project to be part of Yeah, you wonder how far they can actually go You know, maybe this year they get promoted um, will they then invest even more next year Try and get through the leagues as quickly as possible We're seeing teams doing it You know, year after year Cove Rangers uh, are the most recent ones Who injected lots of money Into their, into their setup, And, you know, they're reaping the rewards And I think Queen's Park will be looking To to read off a similar blueprint And try and get through the divisions as quickly as they can You never let it be forgotten Just how Popular you are Just how far your reach goes Listen to this This one Will blow your mind Because I know you're not You know Great with the technology Fields says I'm listening to the show From 8,500 feet Up a mountain Skiing in Utah Wow Oh That's uh, some going well, that well, well, That could be my favourite so far How can you be listening to show skiing? You're obviously not doing a lot of skiing yeah. What do you mean? Earphones yeah, he can down the slalom. He's not got a ghetto blaster. Yeah, on his shoulder. Down the slalom. Yeah, exactly. Headphones on, AirPods in, whatever it may be. Other brands are available, and just enjoying the show. And Utah, that's hard skiing. to beat. That, eh? No. Eight thousand feet up a mountain. Skiing. Why would you, to, listen to, Why would you listen go there in the first place? Do you like anything? Do you, well, in fact, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> that is for another show. I was about to say, what do you do for a hobby? And I just oh. immediately regretted it. Do one shut down. So do not. Um, but seriously, what, so you don't like Mark Wilson hill walking? You don't like the sightseeing? I'm going to go with Mark once everything's back to normal. He's taking me to the Tinto. What do you call the things? The hills. The, Monroe's. The Monroe's. All of them, or just some of them? No, because there's now 272. He thought there was seven. They've grown in lockdown What was it he thought they were called? Not Monroe's It was something nothing like Monroe's Jordies. Well. The Jordies. Jordies. <laughs> Right And I'm going to have a go Right I'm selling But I just don't see The fascination Is standing in a park Hoping that birds come Over the top of you And do whatever they do I've had enough of that in my day <laughs> And I don't need to go to a park you did look like the the woman from Home Alone uh, Yeah, Home Alone 2 When you put it on your Instagram that you're out feeding the pigeons I did think Maybe, I'm, maybe I am on Gordon Deal's side no, here No, see, a, a common mistake is I mean I was out feeding the squirrels And the pigeons <laughs> get attracted to the nuts so anybody yeah. Anybody in the park uh, uh, Where was it? Uh, Botanic Gardens? Um, I'll, I'll tell you that 
Not a fall from grace. You used to be in the Bombay Dreams menu. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're feeding the squirrels. Ah, listen. At Clyde Nil, East Fife, three sixty-eight minutes gone. Ryan Wallace has scored for East Fife. And uh, another sending off in leagues one or two. Um, these are the guys that are just back. Remember Nathan Flanagan, second bookable offence for Annan. Yeah, it's been a few few red cards in the, the lower divisions and I don't think you can blame them. Just just try to get up to speed of things, miss time and tackles and Well, here's one for you. I'm not sure you would see this very often. Albion Rovers. Subs, Baker, Jameson, Doherty and Leslie on for Glover, Aitken, Stevenson and Wilson. All the one time. So yeah. Yeah. That's maybe a sign of Yep, fatigue at. Yeah Yep it's, it's going to be a hard road back For these boys But they, they'd much rather Play these games Than be sitting in the house Listen to us <laughs> On a Saturday I'm not sure Speak for yourself Yeah exactly I mean I'm Skiing in Utah I mean, That's a good you know? That's a good standard that Constant Hibs pressure At the Tony Macaroni As they look to Take the lead The, the Dazzler Derby Look at that What's the score oh. Level Air 1 Wraith Rovers 1 Aaron Muirhead On 72 minutes Nisbet's just gone close We did say That Hibs were Putting on the pressure well, I, For me I think I said Hibs At the start of the game Would win that one I think they will win it I think they have got Too much quality In their side With Nisbet the Boosted Scotland call up He's my man to get the winner The pen says I can beat Utah I'm power washing the patio In Bells Hill <laughs> <laughs> I thought power washing the patio Was so last lockdown Yeah Are people still doing that? Don't tell me folk are out there Painting their fences That was last year Surely We're not doing that again Two of my worst jobs oh. I hate painting fences And patio washing See a, a year ago Exactly a year ago When When everything shut down Football stopped And I thought What is this What's this going to mean for the show? Will, will the show continue? How can we continue without any football? Oh. And um, we stopped doing Saturday shows because we had no football, and I was the same like everybody. Power wash the, the the driveway or paint the fence, rubbish. But I must say, uh, just a, a very small thank you because I meant to do it before. A big thank you, in fact, for the way that you lot stayed involved with the show, interacted with the show at a time when we had no football was. Unbelievable In fact we had some of my favourite shows ever During that period And I'm glad that a year on We're slowly but surely looking at a time That, that we can get back But some of the some of the, the interaction we've had over that spell Has been unbelievable Look who scored for Bolton Who is it? fella's not missing a trick on that oh, Blanche was oh. right in there wasn't he? <laughs> Bolton have just scored And it's a man Called Kieran Lee Oh <laughs> so on him. Not that Kieran Lee oh, What man. a finisher His oh. <laughs> oh, Yeah yeah Always rises to the occasion Etc <laughs> etc et et Let's move on Bolton uh, 1 Walsall oh, yeah, 1 Different Different Kieran Lee But he's scored So there we go <laughs> did, you, did you hear Look who scored for Bolton <laughs> <laughs> Oh Blanche in our cover God bless him Honestly <laughs> you, you don't want to get stuck with that nickname, Blanchett. <laughs> oh, I've been called worse. Oh, been called been called oh yeah. Uh, Dear me, yes. Can't believe this. Leanne Watson's just got in touch to say her husband, Chris, he's out power washing the patio as we oh. speak. Oh. Come on, 
Chris, catch yourself on. That was last lockdown. Get new putting, hobbies this time. Putting sugar what? soap on the doors was my lowest point of the entire lockdown. <laughs> What's sugar soap? I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah, it, it, it's supposed uh, to yellow stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to bring up your doors. And then, <laughs> bring up your doors. Are you domesticated? I'm struggling to kind of. No, no, well, no, I'm, I'm great at ironing. Really? I, oh yeah, I love ironing. I get put on, I put on a bit of a bit of Leonard Cohen or Joni Mitchell and get the. Or make you want to iron your face. I would imagine that's not that. <laughs> but the, that you was the, switch on for you. That was the low point in life, though. Sugar, <laughs> sugar soap on the door. And so, sh- is sugar soap? Is that something you can go and buy? Yes, you can. Yeah, you I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, mm, but yeah. Mark Wilson's clearly heard yeah, of oh, it. Oh, I, I know my sugar yeah. soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was the low point in my life. Um, yeah, I mean, we all got up to some nonsense stuff over those. It was because we weren't on on a Saturday, and it felt so weird. I think the first Saturday that we weren't on, and I'm not a gamer at all. Um, really, I don't think I've ever really been into it. it. Was a bit when I was younger, but certainly not recently. So, I mean, what are we up to now? PlayStation, what five? Five, I think right. so. Yeah. So, I think I first first Saturday um, this time last year, I dug out the the PlayStation Three. That was the most recent one I had, and sat and played <laughs> Tiger Woods two thousand and eight for six hours solid. Oh. I just sat there and thought I would even listen to Hugh. Ke- I'd rather listen to Hugh Keevan's terrible predictions. I did enjoy <laughs> that game. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've done that. Boys, sons are into it though. All the, the latest gaming consoles Partick Thistle 1 Cove 0 Joe Cardle So yeah. happy to, That's your League 1 team That you've got the soft spot for Hugh Yeah his brother's a boxer uh, A good boxer too um, But sadly All that stopped as well Well uh, to an extent Yeah to an extent Yeah um, But you know the, uh, so well done Joe Jordan Roberts has hit the post for Motherwell And they've brought on Chris Long In place of Devante Cole Longy I think that one's Is that one done do you think Oh Gordon? yeah Yeah I do agree with you Yeah I think that one's uh, done Cole, uh, Cole's been in Yeah uh, good form Good form Gordon And um, bring on Long Hoping to get something Bit of pace in behind but I suppose the only but, thing is If you score now Do you You think well Comarnock will they're down there They're struggling Get a bit nervous they, they might get nervous oh, Of course they will Absolutely uh, They're desperate for those Three points But um, You know Mother will start throwing You know Players forward And I think it'll probably suit Kilmarnock For me I think, I think Sorry Hugh I think Lafferty's been a great signing For oh, Tommy yeah. Wright I really do For me Sir Alex Phrase about squeaky bum time Still applies In the Hamilton St Mirren game And St Johnston Ross County Because it only takes A goal for Hamilton and a goal for St Johnston And the, the whole situation turns on its head Reminder of the question please You've got, what have we got, about 10 minutes left on this So get your thinking caps on please I have played alongside Helder Postiga And Robbie Savage I've been managed by David James Derek McInnes and Billy Davies I've won finals at Hamden and Wembley And I've played in competitive wins Over Karim Benzema Ronaldinho and Patrick Clivert who am I? Loads coming in for Pedro Mendes, which is no. still wrong. Um, what else have we got? James Morrison says, is it Effie Ambrose? Not Effie. Okay, I'll give you a 10-minute warning on that at Clyde SSB. Can't believe Mark Mark Wilson got that within 10, 10 seconds, would you say? Uh, yeah, very pretty much. He's still, uh, when Hugh's reading out the question, Daz is still hand-signaling signaling to me that he got that I as well. I honestly you, you got that. Didn't. You didn't. I did. Because I know why you didn't get it. Because you said to me, show me the answer. And I showed you. Yeah, because I wanted to make sure it was correct before <laughs> I showed you my answer. <laughs> but, uh, and no I'll nonsense. tell you the reason why I did get it. 
And you'll understand Go, tell me Well I can't because I'll give the clue away Well, there is it That's obvious that Billy Davis is oh, his pal, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah, um, yeah That's how I got it It was even easier than that And I tried to take out a couple of couple of other clues That I thought were just too much Jim Goodwin starting to prowl that technical area now Like a man who knows it's within reach But not quite in his grasp yet so I think he'll be disappointed, Hugh, that they, they haven't put this to bed Had chances Yeah, right? yeah. yeah the Abika chance being the, the best one A great save by Fulton But he will be thinking We need another goal just to be comfortable oh. here they're on, the, they're on the move anyway They've got a free kick And uh, they're taking the game to the Yakis But Jim's pacing up and down there Chris W's got a soft spot for Queen's Park He says the company I worked for were sponsors We got an invite to hospitality The museum at Hamden opened my eyes to their history as a club um, But more importantly, the hospitality was cracking That became an issue when we had to pick man of the match <laughs> We were a tad under the influence oh. You can spot that a mile off, can't you? See when the, the tannoy goes And the, the today's man of the match Sponsored by whoever it is <laughs> to some. And they, they give it to somebody Who's played left back And barely touched the ball And been rinsed five times By the <laughs> winger And he gets man of the match I'm not joking Honestly see on the pitch Sometimes when you hear that Coming out You're going How? What are these people watching? Up there If he got man of the match You know not saying That yourself should have gone up But uh, you, you think Watching wow. the Roger Hanna Bottom and, of their pint glass probably. Yeah Roger yeah. Hanna and David Friel Will remember the days when Somebody would be having an unbelievable game for Celtic and Rangers now to uh, press. Who do you want? Uh, Henry Larson. Uh, Gaza. You know, never mind the guy that's been unbelievable. Yeah. Just give us up the, the superstars, will you? Dunfermline nil Inverness won the late <laughs> opener in that one. It's David Carson on 81 minutes for Inverness. Neil McCann in temporary charge there. And Billy Dodds with him now. And they are dark horses coming up on the rails, these two. Uh, because Inverness starting to pick up some points and the playoff places are at stake here. Yep. Yeah, Hearts have got that one sewn up, you would imagine, at the top, but drawing away at both today. I wonder how the wind is. Oof. It's always oh, likely to be a, a factor. Because the 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 meeting earlier on the side at both was a Friday night, wasn't it? And it was not for the faint hearted. Remember Craig Gordon making some brilliant mm-hmm. saves, um, but still goalless in that one. Yeah, put that down, Mark, as one of the. Listen, it might be a lovely day. Play. I don't know. I it's only never ever a played there once. There. Yeah, once a pre-season friendly for Dundee United. Yeah, it's never a, a lovely day out there. I've got. To <laughs> mm. Right, you've still got time. You've now got five minutes on the teaser. You've got time left as well to give us which League One or League Two side you've got a soft spot for and why. We're trying to welcome back Leagues One and Two. Pay a bit of tribute to them, um, because we've been we've been missing them over the last. What is it? Three months? Did we say twelve weeks? And Boxing Day was the last time most of them played. So, do you think, on a serious note, Mark, that players, the injury toll will rise, and it's actually bad for players to play the, the or this amount of games in such a short space of time? I think, um, yeah, I do. I think in the olden days, you back in your day, it wouldn't have been a problem. But I think the modern players now are so mollycoddled and told, um, you know. Their training schedules have to be tailored to an inch of their life And I think they buy into that and believe that um, And, you know, I think some will and You know, muscle injuries will creep up And uh, and cause a few issues for these teams who don't carry big squads Having said that though, Hugh Can it possibly be worse than not playing And, well, not, and having everything taken away from you And the thing that maybe means the most to you in the world Apart from family or whatever Taken away 
can't be worse than that, well, surely. Well, uh, as I said to you, you know, talking to Jim Duffy uh, during commercial breaks last night, you know, you're talking about a man who's bubbling with enthusiasm, uh, been in the game for decades and couldn't wait to get up for Dumbarton versus Forfa. How's, how's Dumbarton going? I don't even know. I think it's still goalless. Still one goalless. nil. One nil. Forfa. Oh, yep. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Dumbarton on the kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you said wow, back Wow, listen to this Goal Flashes With Top Scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Kilmarnock 4 Motherwell 1 It's Mitch Pinnock With a solo effort Eventually dispatches it Beyond Liam Kelly Kilmarnock had just brought on Yusuf Malumbu as well To solidify things And now they've gone and scored Kilmarnock 4 Motherwell 1 um, A couple of weeks ago That maybe. Motherwell ha- have these in them clearly remember oh. the Aki's game remember the St Johnson game maybe didn't think Kilmarnock had this in them though well that's why the, the psychological boost is massive now because not only are you off the bottom of the table but four goals in one game that just makes everybody feel different about themselves uh, and for Tommy Wright that's the, the, the boost he's been looking for so they'll go into the split doesn't matter who they play first after the split they'll think whoever's going down we're mm-hmm. not and um, it might lead Mark to accusations or questions about the Motherwell player. Do they already believe they're safe? Do they think they've not really got much to play for? How do you go from a, a decent run of form and some good results? Yeah, it's an odd that? position to be in for Motherwell. But they're not well, safe yet. They, they aren't safe. Listen, I'd, I'm with Daz. Daz said a couple of weeks ago that he thought they'd be safe. I wasn't so sure. I think they are now, but... You know, you just need to be careful. You, you can't get too complacent. Um, not much to play for. Players down in tools too early could lead to trouble uh, pretty quickly. So, Graham Alexander will want to eradicate that as quickly as I possible. Th- I think with a new manager, Mark, there's always a lot to play for from now to the end of the season. Plus the fact you're, you're on bonuses as well um, for a player financially and everybody wants to make a... A couple of quid. So, and it's you've not got all to. It's about the money. Uh, as Mark, um, let me tell you, when you get to my age, it's all about the money. Um, but. Have you given uh, most of yours away? Exactly. <laughs> it's all about the money, the houses, the furniture, and the cars. <laughs> make, make sure it's all tied in. Um, but I just think that there's always something to play for mm. because you may be playing for that that contract, maybe be playing for, as you say, the bonuses. You're yeah. playing to make sure that you're going to be in the plans for next season. So I don't say I don't like this People saying Oh do you think They've just switched off Because they know they're safe They no, are I'm, safe I'm not, I'm not saying It's acceptable But you No just I don't think That's uh, Cove Rangers have equalised At Partick Thistle Mitch Meganson Oh This is interesting Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs St Johnston 1 Ross County 0 And it's Glen Middleton That makes things a bit more interesting Because with only 6 minutes to go If St Mirren were to concede a goal now St Johnston would finish top 6 So it makes it a nervy old finish for St Mirren I said to you Not 5 minutes ago Squeaky bum time And a goal at Perth And another one for the Yankees Changes everything So the goal at Perth has arrived and uh, Jim Goodwin will know that the goal has arrived at Perth as well. Uh, so that pacing up and down in the technical area will go on for the next seven or eight minutes for Jim Goodwin. Yeah, it's got to be a long seven or eight minutes. We've all been there standing just thinking, get this game over with. Uh, one mistake, and all your hard work really, and about poor Saturday night for the St Mirren manager. I think they've done enough in this game. I'm, I'm with Mark. I think they should have had this game sewn up. 
Uh, I said at the beginning of the show, Gordon, 10 past two, you heard it from these lips. Drama today, drama. <laughs> wow. He, he did promise he was going to big it up earlier on. Scott McDougall says the lower league's going back today. First game since Boxing Day. Spare a thought for us amateur players who last kicked a ball competitively a year ago today. Tell me about it, Scott. I thought that this morning when I was walking round the outside of some local football pitches with the pram and a sausage and egg McMuffin and I had a wee look at the empty pitch and thought, yeah, it probably was about a year. So yeah, that means yeah. a Are lot you missing it, Gordon? You missing your Saturday mornings? Yeah, I've got different I know that different but priorities in the last couple of months, but yeah, I would say so. I think I think when a little bit of sunshine comes in as well, the weather picks yeah, up. Can't be yeah, you're those. looking oh you're quite right, I'm with you in that one. In the winter, um, no, that. the winter, forget that. Um but I think a lot of people it's just a love of the sport. Mr. Football. Right, let's round this off, you Kevins, uh-huh. will we? The second half teaser. With Monday Scottish Sun. Free goals, pull out, and all the reaction to the weekend's games. I have played alongside Helder Prostiga and Robbie Savage. I've been managed by David James, Derek McInnes, and Billy Davies. I've won finals at Hamden and Wembley. And I've played in competitive wins over Karim Benzema, Ronaldinho and Patrick Kluivert. I am Stephen Pearson. Stephen Pearson. See, it's all yeah. falling together now. And of course, the Wembley game was a significant one. He scored the winner for Derby in the playoffs and got them up. Um, and Mark Wilson, you got that within 10 seconds. We had just been talking about him earlier on. Uh, is it the type of story you can share with the class? Uh, I, I, <laughs> the class, uh, funny you should say that. Ah, well, me and Piero played with each other at uh, Celtic and Bristol. Well, that's mm. not a story. <laughs> We're going to elaborate on this. <laughs> uh, at Bristol and we went out one night. Um, had a, a few refreshments, should we say. Back to Jody Morris's house. And, uh, so did, where's the Jody Morris link? He, he plays at Bristol, Bristol City. Right, okay. And... Uh, yeah, I, I was. I must have ate something dodgy because <laughs> I threw up in the Jody's shoe, and uh, Piro ate the kids' lunchbox that was in the fridge from uh, so it was a school. school night. It was a school night, yeah. Um, so. Nah, not our greatest moment. Was Jody Morris wearing Jody Morris's shoe at the time? No, no, he positioned them perfectly for me to. Oh right, yeah, yeah. But and so did I, you I, I replaced the lunchbox. What was, was no? There any listen, sort of... I I bought Jody's uh, wife flowers to apologise for my part in the, <laughs> in the situation. Not my proudest moment, but it was a good night. <laughs> Here we go. When Stephen Pearson writes his CV, he can go playoff winner, Scotland caps, full to uh, second half teaser answer. And ate the kids' lunchbox. Yeah. That'll be the, the, the <laughs> highlights. Ah, some good times at Bristol. <laughs> Part three on the pitch, which Uh-oh. were awful for me. Uh, right, it's definitely late drama territory. Are yeah, Hamilton looking likely? Mm. No. They're putting a bit of pressure on, but I'm with you. I think St. Man have done enough. But if you're Jim Goodwin. Goal flashes. With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Hamilton have equalised <laughs> oh, Hamilton no. won St Mirren nil 88 and 89 minutes gone And that means as things stand St Mirren would drop out the top six And St Johnson would take the last spot In the top half of the table St Johnson have just gone in front Hamilton have equalised St Mirren are set to get one point and St Johnston on course for all three. You heard three. it here first, Gordon. I was not kidding. That's what happens sometimes. The nerves get the better of you. St Man have done enough in this game over a piece. You should have had out, out of sight, but take nothing away from Hamill. Great free kick in. 
He's got the freedom of the pitch to head her in the back end. Uh, goalkeeper, absolutely no chance. Uh, who is that, Mark? Monroe? Monroe scores. Monroe scores for Hamill. What a goal. For your top six ambitions to come crashing down with a goal like that, Jim Goodwin will be furious. He knows what's at stake. His players know what's at stake. And there is nobody picking Monroe up at the back post. Jim Goodwin showing the yellow card for complaining about something. And what a way to drop out the top I six. Said, is that the face of a man who knows St Johnston are winning? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, without doubt. I said to you at the start of the programme, when it gets to game 33, strange things happen. And that's why I took that game for a draw. And I took St Johnston to win at home and both things are going to come through so I get things wrong all the time oh, oh you're oh. really eating your words there Hugh. yes but however it's that strange quirk of fate that always comes up mm-hmm. game 33 something peculiar happens and and now it's come true I was with Hugh since 2 yep. o'clock I just fancied I fancy St Johnston in that yep. place It's finished between Dundee United Aberdeen will get you the story of that one soon Callum Morrison's put Falkirk 2-0 up on Montrose That's nearly done Clyde won He's 5-3 David Goodwillie But it's not going to be enough And I'll tell you what The late drama is all about the top six well, Incredible it, it, As things stand Kilmarnock come off the bottom And now have 28 points They leapfrog Hamilton Who as things stand Will have 27 points And Ross County uh, at the moment How are they doing They are losing So You've got Bottom three Separated by three points Going in To the split Oh Devastated for Jim I must admit I think he's done a terrific job This season And You know Looked odds on Daz is right These teams should have done enough To shut this game out But If you're Brian Rice And you're fighting away For your life there You've seen the dug out there How they exploded into life When that goal went in um, it's a it's a good point for them. Yeah, it's a brilliant point, Matt. But see, as much as Jim Jim Goodwin, I'll have looked at that goal that he's just lost. Who is marking? Who's taking responsibility? You're what two three minutes away from a fantastic top six finish. Just go and defend it. But once again, Hamilton Aki's. We say it all the time. We write them off, and they always come back with an answer. Well done to them. Um, great excitement. Um, this is what the split's all about uh, And it's provided the excitement In the excitement of Stephen Pearson eating a child's lunchbox And Mark Wilson mm. being sick in a shoe I didn't tell you who won the second half teaser <laughs> Brett's big brain was third fastest Well done Brett RJ Demon second place But Mikey was the winner of the second half teaser Well done, it's full time Ad McDermott Park, Roger Hanna It's full time at Perth St Johnston 1 Ross County and Ellis St Johnston players are on the pitch They are unsure if they've made the top 6 Callum Davidson is unsure if they've made the top 6 But they're certain of 3 points this afternoon Substitute Glenn Middleton on loan from Rangers with his first goal for St Johnson just four minutes from the end linking with fellow substitute Stevie May to fire in at the near post it was a deserved victory for St Johnson they bossed the game from beginning to end they had chances galore Callum Booth Chris Kane, Liam Gordon, David Spoon, Guy Melamed all going close in the first half. It was the same after the break. There were more chances. Rooney had another effort deflected just wide of the far post. Ross Laidlaw in the county goal. Save after save. Either side of the break. But just when it looked as if St Johnson were going to come up short. 
just when it looked as if they were going to be held at home. The two substitutes, May and Middleton, linked good play on the byline in the left by May. Cut the ball by lovely touch by Middleton, and he fired it past Laidlaw for the winner. I can see this in Johnson. Directors are way to my right. The chairman, Steve Brown, and other directors beginning to celebrate. I only assume they've heard the final score from the Foyce Stadium. St. Johnson are now celebrating in the pitch. They are in the Premiership top six, having already won the Betfred Cup. Callum Davidson might just be a contender for manager of the year. St. Johnson won, Ross County nil. And what a contrast of emotions. Jim Goodwin is angry with the officials in Hamilton. It's finished there, Alison. Full time at the Foyce Stadium. Hamilton won, St Mirren won. Devastation for St Mirren. They concede a late equaliser, meaning they don't finish in that top six spot. It was Jamie McGrath who gave St Mirren the lead just after the half hour mark from the penalty spot. Ilke Dermis was brought down in the box. Upstep McGrath, he made no mistake, straight down the middle, 1 0 to St Mirren. They had the best of the chances in this game. Shocknessy headed over. Richard Tate and Lee Irwin fired wide. John Obika had a shot tipped over the bar by Ryan Fulton before he had another shot straight at Fulton. Ilke Dermis' free kick then went just inches over the bar before Kyle Monroe um, equalised for Aki's on the 89th minute. A header from the back post from Scott McMahon's free kick. Really against the run of play as I say. Hamilton with very few chances in this game but they took their chance at the death. St Mirren conceding that equaliser. They miss out on top six. Hamilton Aki's though do drop to the bottom of the table this evening. Full time at the Foy Stadium. Hamilton won, St Mirren won. It's also finished at Rugby Park. Here's Fraser. Kilmarnock 4, Motherwell won the first win for Kilmarnock since the 9th of January and it was an emphatic victory with an excellent performance in the second half. They ran out comfortable winners in the end. The teams were level at half-time. There was two early goals, only one minute on the clock when a smart turn and shot from Kyle Lafferty from 20 yards. His left foot was high to Liam Kelly's left. The goalkeeper should have saved it and I think he knew it, but he pushed the ball into the top corner of his net. In eight minutes, it was a one each, Stephen O'Donnell crossed on the right-hand side. Jordan Roberts' shot was saved by Colin Doyle. The rebound came to Barry Maguire. Not the cleanest strike by the midfield player, but the ball did up in the back of the net. It was a good first half to watch, and early in the second, Kelly drew ahead. 2-1 to them in 55 minutes. Lafferty again involved. His shot was deflected. It was an awkward that spun over McGloyer, and as the centre-back stretched, Rory McKenzie was sharp behind him to the ball. His touch took him past Liam Kelly, and he touched the ball into the empty net. But it was just 90 seconds later, it was game over. 3-1 to Kelly. Brandon Housetrip from the left with a cross. It found its way some way to Chris Burke. It should have been clear, but excellent touch by the winger, and he shot high into the net. It was a really good finish. Graham Alexander threw on Lawless for Maguire as he needed to get back into the game quickly. 72 minutes, good chance for Roberts. Tony Watt headed a free kick down, and the winger volleyed wide from 16 yards. He had a bit of time and space and should have done better. Should have hit the target, but hard as they tried to push for a goal with all the good possession, Motherwell didn't create a clear chance, and it was Kelly on the break who wrapped the game up in 83 minutes. A solo effort from Mitch Pinnock. A long ball inside left position. He flicked the ball past McGloyer. Then he composed himself, took a really lovely touch and put the side-footed shot low past Kelly into the back of the net. First win for Tommy Wright as manager on a day when they made up ground on their closest rivals, Hamilton and Ross County. An excellent victory with the momentum going into the post-split games and they're off the bottom of the table. Full-time at Robbie Park. Kilmarnock 4 Motherwell 1 That could be a huge win at the bottom Is it finished between Livingston and Hibs It is Let's get the story of that one with David Friel Full time to Tony McInerney Gordon It's Livingston 1 Hibs 1 Christian Doy scored his first goal in 16 games As Hibs and Levy played out a draw And with Aberdeen losing it probably suits both 
third place Hibs extended lead to seven points Libby, Libby cut the gap to five going into the split Craig Sibble did given Livy a deserved lead in the first half and they were, they were much the better side he could have had a hat-trick really but both here Marciano for Hibs was in top form he finally got the opener on 28 minutes it was a nightmare for Ryan Portis he tried to head it back to Ophir Marciano, it was a long punt from John Guthrie, he didn't get enough purchase on it, Sibold nicked in and scored, scored a volley. His one weren't at the best at all in the first half, but Joe Newell passed up a chance before Doidge's leveller. Nicky Devlin tried to shepherd the ball out for a, a, a goal kick, and Josh Doig just nipped in to pick out Doidge who scored. In the second half, Hibs were much better, but credit to Livingston, some of the defending, some of the blocks and tackles was absolutely exceptional. Kevin Nisbet came close, Martin Boyle came close, Dodge came close as well, but in the end they had to settle for a draw. It was probably a fair result, full time, and it's Livingston 1, Hibs 1. Uh, potentially um, a crucial point that Aberdeen obviously didn't win today. Let's get the story of that one with Dave Galloway. Full time, Dundee United 1, Aberdeen 0. United threatened first in this one with Butcher's powerful drive following a corner kick blocked by the visiting defence. The Dons went close to grabbing the opener when Campbell saw his deflected drive hit the post after Hayes' lead-up work. He also had Segrist at full stretch with a low, long-range drive. Play swung from end to end with both sides having a go. McNulty put Fuchs in on goal for Dundee United, but the midfielder blasted over the bar. Aberdeen had gone with a front three in Hayes scampered down the left and delivered a really inviting cross right across the six-yard box that Reynolds cleared. At the other end, Shanklin chipped the ball over Lewis but had dwelled far too long in it and Taylor cleared off the line. After the break, it looked like uh, more of the same. Ferguson's drive was charged down by Robson. Then at the other end, Shanklin made space in the box to fire in a drive that was deflected for a corner. United went ahead in 61 minutes after some very good build-up play. Shankland supplying Sporla to drill home from around 12 yards. The visitors were trying really hard to get back level but weren't creating too many clear-cut opportunities and their hosts, by and large, looked very comfortable and in control. Late on, McCrory did have a good late chance with a cross from the right-hand side but when he was well-placed, he headed over the bar and that was the, the final chance for the Dons uh, gone it's ended here at Tannadice Dundee United 1 Aberdeen 0 what a day of Scottish football and now it's over to you what did you make of it 01419511025 St Mirren fans just how tough was that to take with 5 minutes or so remaining you were in the top 6 all the talk Tony Fitzpatrick's prediction it looked like you were going to get there and then conceding that late goal St Johnson had scored and all of a sudden you're in the bottom six Well done to St Johnston St Mirren fans How are you feeling Kilmarnock fans How important a win might that be A 4-1 battering of Motherwell Could that be the result Which kickstarts your survival bid And uh, just in case you hadn't noticed There's quite a big game on tomorrow If you want to give your thoughts on that Let's hear it Rangers fans How confident are you Celtic fans How much do you care about Ending Rangers unbeaten league season Stephen Davis has signed a new contract Rangers fans what do you make of that And we've got the ongoing situation With Glenn Kamara as well So 0141 951 1025 Pick up the phone right now And we could be speaking to you next It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 what a day of Scottish football Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel have witnessed it So have you And now we want to share your thoughts So 141951 Were your team in action today? If so, how was it? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it heartbreaking? St Mirren fans um, Was it potentially season saving? Kilmarnock fans 
And what about tomorrow How many talking points Are there for tomorrow I think the Guard of honour thing Has been knocked in the head John Kennedy's put an end To that one It's not going to happen Most of you said In the show last night You don't care um, But what about the usual I mean we're We're hours away From that fixture And it's been been quite low key the build up Obviously there have been more important things to talk about last night So how are you feeling? Who's confident? Who's not? Who should play? What about Glenn Kamara? What about Rangers unbeaten Premiership season? There's a lot to get through between now and 6 o'clock Hugh Keevans The most important thing from Rangers perspective Is that they recover from Not only the elimination from Europe At the hands of Slavia Prague Who were, to be fair The better team by far on the night but how do they get over this whole business of Glenn Kamara and blatant racism? And Stephen Gerrard, I think, summed it up best saying, if you want any game to follow what's happened against Slavia Prague, you want it to be against Celtic. Because that just clears everyone's mind. And I'm sure that Glenn Kamara himself will be glad of it tomorrow. And I'm sure he'll want to play in the game tomorrow. Uh, because Rangers want a season that contains no league defeats. They want to have a third successive win over Celtic in the in the league. Celtic, for their part, have nothing but pride. However, pride and dignity are important as they approach their last half dozen games of the season. They have an awful season, unremittingly bad, but they have to salvage some dignity and a win over Rangers would go some way towards that. Full-time results today from the top flight. Hamilton 1, St Mirren 1. That's a result which moves St Mirren out of the top six on the last match day before the split. Kilmarnock 4, Motherwell 1. That moves Kilmarnock off bottom. Dundee United 1, Aberdeen 0. St Johnson 1, Ross County 0. St Johnson seal a top six place. And Livy 1, Hibs 1 in the Championship Morton 2 Queen of the South 1 Air United 1 Wraith Rovers 1 Arbroath 0 Hearts 0 And Dunfermline 0 Inverness 1 Delighted to welcome back Leagues 1 and 2 Dumbarton 0 4 for 1 Falkirk 2 Montrose 0 Peterhead 1 Airdrie 0 Clyde 1 East 5 3 Partick Thistle 1 Cove Rangers 1 In League 2 Stenhouse Muir 2 Albion Rovers 0 Elgin City 1 Edinburgh City 2 Stirling Albion 1 Brecon City 0 Annan Athletic 0 Cowdenbeath 0 And Queen's Park 3 Strunrar 0 What did you make of today's football? Well emotions all over the place I'm sure for fans at home We have from From about 4th place Down in the table If you're a St Mirren fan You're sitting there Absolutely gutted In how This season has Panned out Or today's panned out Should I say um, If you're a St Johnson fan You're elated at Getting into the top six at the last gasp and having one of the cups in your possession. Kilmarnock, if you're a Kilmarnock fan, there is signs of recovery, you've got to say. Scoring four goals today and a first one for Tommy Wright and for Brian Rice uh, and Hamilton fans. An important point. Motherwell, well, you just wonder if their players are comfortable and think they're safe. I don't think Graham Alexander just, will be I, thinking that way. I just think at this time in the season, Mark, momentum is everything. You look at St Johnston, that's why I fancied them to finish top six today. St Mirren, on the other hand, I was talking about it earlier, something like 10 points out of the last 27. And St Johnston winning the League Cup, that confidence growing, you know, game by game, looking the team that, that uh, Callum Davison wants them to look. You look at Kilmarnock today, I think, great result, confidence booster as well. Ross County losing. So momentum just now... I think it's great for a teams like St Johnston and as much as 
Because it's Glasgow Because it's near here Paisley We're a bit gutted And Mark's very friendly with Jim And we all know what a terrific guy he is uh, We're gutted for him But well done to St Johnston Fantastic achievement Everybody thought the, the St Martin had cemented their place In the top six And Brian Rice again Hamilton Ackies Probably should have been out that game Kept going Right up until two three minutes to go And got another valuable point That They may look back on that in five six games and say that's a, that's a goal that's probably kept us in the league. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's do it. Chris is in Dumbarton. Hi, Chris. Hi guys. How you doing? All right. Good. Thank you. What's your point tonight? Um, my, my my point tonight kind of carries on a little bit from obviously the discussions over the last couple of days about Glenn Kamara, and I know that it's going to carry on, and, and rightfully so. But my my kind of feeling on it is is I know Stephen Gerrard's come out and said that. He'll assess whether Glenn's going to be in the right state of mind to play the game tomorrow. And that's absolutely 100% the best thing to do. But for me, I think it is massively important that he does play tomorrow. Because from a football point of view, let's talk about the football aspect first of all. Um, there's no such thing as a, a meaningless old firm game. Um, you know, we, We've been on the, the, the wrong end of these games in the past where the league's already won and we still have to put a team out. And it still means the world to everybody. And I think when you're putting on a game like that, you want your best players on show. And for me, Glenn Kamara is one of the best players in the country. And it'd be a shame if he missed it. But most importantly, I, I think it's, you know, if he's in the right frame of mind to do it, then he needs to come out and show that this kind of behaviour doesn't break people down and it doesn't win. Because, you know, as, as a football community, as a country, you know, I think just about everybody is behind Glenn Kamara over what's happened in the last couple of days. And I think it'd be a, you know, if he's, as I said, in the position to do it, it'd be a good show of strength if he could come out and say, no, these guys and, and that kind of behaviour yeah. is not going to win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Hugh, we've, the, the one point I don't mind repeating today, I'll do it over and over again, is we can not even begin to understand what Glenn Kamara feels. Um, to throw a bit of a broad generalisation out there, footballers tend to just like getting back out in the pitch because that's their, 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 their place of work and that's where. That's where they love to be Cruelly for Glenn Kamara That's where he had to suffer um, The other evening But Generally You know it's Get me and Let me get back to playing and, yeah. and focus on that I think Chris made A very important point That you cannot Be seen To let racism Win the day Therefore Everyone hopes That Glenn Kamara will play The reason why I think he will play For a football player The football park Should be his sanctuary that should be the place where he feels best of all. Uh, that was taken away from Glenn Kamara in in a few mad minutes at Ibrooks on Thursday, but it's back available to him tomorrow. And I think what he has felt since the end of the game on Thursday is that he, more than ever before, is part of Rangers' family. Rangers and Celtic and all clubs like to think of the family aspect of it all. Stephen Gerrard said that he believed that Glenn Kamara implicitly because he's like one of his kids and he believed in him. And Glenn Kamara has felt that embrace, if you like, from players, staff, management at Ibrooks. And I'm sure that he'll want to be physically a part of it tomorrow and play against Celtic. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, I'm pretty sure... Um, that he will be part of it You're right Gordon We don't know actually how he feels But the way Rangers have handled it 
um, you know, rallied round him and Chris touching it. The full football community, it must take some level of comfort from that. Um, you're right, Gordon, in terms of a football player, that is their comfort, being on the pitch uh, and for that to be taken away on Thursday night um, was horrible, but I'm pretty sure Glenn Kamara knows that you know the the full football world isn't like that, and he'll want to represent Rangers uh, on Sunday and get back to doing what he loves. Well, that's his job, Mark, and 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 you said he's got the full support of everyone. Um, he's got certainly the backing of Rangers and everyone round about him there. And Stephen Gerrard's a very clever manager. He'll sit down with his player, have a chat. He can't give in to these people. I would love to see Glenn Kamara take the field tomorrow at Celtic Park because he has got the support of everyone and certainly got the support of his teammates and his manager. And um, Chris, I think, uh, echo everything he says. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. Um, Chris, what about the football aspect of it? And By the way, this is not a complaint. This is the way it should be after something like that the other night. But um, there's not really been much reaction to the fact that Rangers went out of Europe um, and perhaps underperformed on the night The league title is won But you always want to get the bragging rights There's the unbeaten league record and so on How are you feeling on a purely football perspective ahead of tomorrow? Yeah, the, just for a uh, touch on that, God, I just wanted to say from a personal point of view I, I had the pleasure of meeting Glenn Kamara a couple of years ago After uh, something I did for the Rangers Charity Foundation And he's actually one of the nicest, most laid-back, down-to-earth guys you'll ever meet So it is just, a, a, again, a, a shame that, you know it's, it's even this guy that's been subjected to the you know the most chilled out guy in the world. Yeah, but, I've heard that as well. Uh, hi, from a football point of view, you're absolutely right. As, as I kind of touched on, it's like I've been on the other side of it when you're playing games where you've got no chance of winning the league or where it's all about pride. And see, tomorrow for me, there's a little bit of relaxation going into it, knowing that you know you've already got that big tick in the box, but we still want to beat them as much as as ever. I mean, I, I, ideally, you know, we've we went through a kind of long, you know, number of years. We went through humiliations. Um, you know, we're losing five 0 five one games. Games were, you know, barely getting a shot and target their goalkeeper. I, I want us to go out. I want us to take the frustration from Thursday nights and, and let's get it right. We were poor from a footballing point of view, and over the two legs, the better football on side one. I want all that frustration to come out and be focused on tomorrow and try and end the week in a, a, a bit of a high for for Rangers Football Club and. You know, get the get the right result, and you know, keep that record going. We, we we want to try and get you know the the best points tally we can get, and we want to make sure you know we we can end the the league undefeated. So it's as important as ever for for me. What about the the team lineup, right? Because the other night we had a bit of a debate in the show, a real split. Should Hadji play? Should he not? And it, it was Arfield that got the nod, and Balogun got the nod ahead of Hillander. I don't know how much of Rangers' defeat you put down to those selections. But what what do you think should happen tomorrow? Well, from a Thursday night point of view, I actually thought he made the the right call in terms of the the, the team lineup. Um, I thought Balgam was the right choice to put in because of his pace. Um, but I, I remember saying, just talking to my wife at half time and said I'd, I'd probably take him off and, and put a lander on just to keep more men on the pitch. Um, but you know, I, I would um, I, I think you could go back to to, to Hollander tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll see whether Patterson's going to be fit to, to play. Um, we, we don't have too many options at the, the right-back position if he's not. Um, but I think, you know, if you've got guys like Arfield in there um, who, who know what it means to play for Rangers, who know what it means to win, who knows what it's felt like to lose, 
Um, the, the key battle I think is ever is going to be in the midfield, um, and I think you, you know your, your front, you're, you're going to start with Morelos, um, and I, I reckon you might see Ruth back in uh, and potentially Hadji as well. But um, aye, I mean that, you're usually confident that Stephen Gerrard gives you because it's, he's not not really let us down all season. You know, past couple of games in Europe aside, and you know sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say the better team probably deserve to win over the two games. I don't think you should have to get players up for an old firm. I mean, that should be in your DNA. Um, it's a huge fixture. I think that goes without saying. Um, on the back of the disappointment um, of, of going out of Europe, we want to try and bounce back with a strong performance and a positive result. Um, we'll be ready come kickoff. We haven't really got much time or preparation time to think about this fixture, but that's not an excuse. That's how it is. We're quite used to this schedule from bouncing game to game and come kickoff. Uh, we'll, we'll be ready and prepared and have a game plan that hopefully will be good enough on the day. Thoughts of Stephen Gerrard. Thank you to Chris in Dumbarton. Um, Celtic fans, how are you feeling uh, ahead of the game tomorrow as well? We've heard from Chris and, and Stephen Gerrard and of course Rangers build-up has been dominated, understandably so, by the Glenn Kamara situation. I mean, Tony's on Twitter, Celtic fans. I wonder if you... Agree or not on the phones He says that Celtic owe the fans a win Against Rangers Because the last time round We never had the conviction To win a game That we dominated for 60 minutes Tomorrow has to be different uh, I agree wholeheartedly with that um, The last time round at Celtic Park It was one of the worst performances I've seen for a Celtic team Against Rangers um, And look, you've, you've got this record This invincible record People say oh, I don't care about that But I, I think players do care about that I think from both sides I think Rangers players will care About having that tag uh, That unique tag uh, Being invincible in the Premiership season And the the Celtic players will want to take that away Plus the fact Rangers have a, a genuine chance here uh, A wipe in the four with Celtic Over four fixtures uh, If this one goes away at Celtic Park Of course they will be favourites at Ibrox That hasn't happened I think since 1996-97 do the Celtic players really want that on their records that they were part mm. of that, which has already been a horrendous season? I don't think so. This was the season when Celtic thought they could win 10 in a row. If Rangers win tomorrow, Rangers will go 23 points ahead of Celtic. There can be no greater indication of how a season has imploded. A season that was supposed to be historic has turned out to be a season that is horrendous. And a 23-point advantage for Rangers with five games still to play and Celtic still having to go to Ibrooks, the season could end in a deeply humiliating fashion for Celtic. Yeah, I can't uh, disagree with what Hugh and Mark were saying there, Gordon. I think it's so important for both sides because Rangers want to go to Celtic Park and show Celtic why they're the champions. Celtic need to find a bit of pride again. Um you heard the, the, the tweets coming in there talking about, you know, give Celtic supporters something back. The old Celtic supporters for this season. But Rangers will be wanting to go there and really stamp their authority. I'm looking forward to an absolute brilliant game of football tomorrow. Yeah, Cel- Celtic fans, let's hear from you on that and how you're feeling ahead of the game tomorrow. Do you fancy your chances? Are you confident? Let us know. John Kennedy was talking about the... Incentive, if you like, of ending Rangers' unbeaten league season. Motivation is purely building on what was started, but going into a game like the weekend, it's it's important for everyone. You know, it's um, Rangers have, have won the league this year. They obviously went on and did that, which they deserved. 
Um, but for us, it's, it's, it's putting a marker down, you know, that we've probably underperformed at times this year. So we need to show with the levels uh, that we'd be capable of. And that, that's purely what we're going to the weekend for us to one win the game and show the level we're capable of and building that again. Our motivation will purely be taking the game in isolation, um, you know, competing against your, your biggest rivals and putting a marker down in terms of what we do going forward now. You know, what's been in the past has happened. Um, Rangers have, have won the title. We accept that, you know, but it's about moving forward and, and not not just accepting that, uh, that that's going to be the norm. It's about us then, you know, putting a marker down to say that this is where we go from now. Yeah, I mean, Celtics... What they'll hope is their journey back to dominating Scottish football, Mark. It's now it's going to have to be one step at a time. And is that first step actually beating Rangers head to head? You know you can't do you can't overhaul them in the league. So can you use that as like a milestone, much like oh, Rangers did? You remember Celtic had that long successful run against them, and eventually Rangers won one. Yeah, and it didn't get you anything, but it, it was look a marker. How much it meant. And, and it you know managed to build on it eventually. Yeah, look how much it meant, and I, I just gave the club something to grasp onto, and they improved game on game after that victory. Celtic, of course, are nowhere near where Rangers were languishing in, uh, at that time. But their pride is taking a kick. And when you have dominated for so long, and in this fixture, dominated for so long, and you've went this season and lost two already to a very dominant Rangers team, you do not want to lose a third. And then the fact you've got a fourth uh, coming up. This game, you win this one, it's building blocks bit at a time, and then you can set yourself up for the next one Pick coming up. Pick your Celtic team for tomorrow. Oh, Oh, um, I mean, is that is that more difficult well, than it's ever been? Is, yeah. is, is there an eleven that you get you've got full belief in right now? Well, uh, probably not. But I tell you what, if you if you look at the team Did that you stick was with last the diamond out, that uh, they played against Tanadice, I would take Ilyanusi out that side. I would put in James Forrest and um. So not a diamond, or are you just having Forrest off Edward as. Four two three one mark. I would I would be inclined to change it to accommodate Forrest. And now I, I've not heard that his trainings went bad, so that must mean a positive sign. He came on at Tanadice, he played a cameo. He must have used this period to to get up to scratch. There must have been closed door games. I would put him in the team, and uh, I would start with Scott Brown in there alongside Cal McGregor, and have Edward up. Would um, you be would you be tempted near Beaton or Shane Duffy? Because the back four as it stands is to me, going into a game against Rangers, it looks powder puff. Yeah, yeah, well that is a big that's been a big question for Celtic all season. It's a Iron, Iron, Iron Welsh is still the most likely, isn't it? Iron Welsh, um I mean Beaton with Iron Iron oh, right. Iron Welsh. Um, listen, it's a big call. I, I, I think Laxal and, and Kenny will play in the fullback positions, and you know, I will play there. The other centre half is up for grabs, but my big one would be put James Forrest in if he's been if he's still fully fit. Well, Celtic fans, what do you think? What would you do tomorrow? All of your pre match thoughts, get them in. And what about today's games? St Mirren fans, I know it's tough, but pick up the phone, let us know how you're feeling. Five minutes to go, you're in the top six, and football comes and kicks you. You know where And all of a sudden It's bottom six for you this season How are you feeling? Give us your thoughts And we'll start hearing From the managers next as well After they play You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Mark Wilson and Gordon DL And Hugh Keevans All here ready to take your calls 0141 951 1025 
or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, we were asking just before the break about your suggestions for tomorrow, Celtic fans, because there's a bit more debate, I would imagine, there about what's the best team, what's the team that's best equipped to get you something. Um, Rangers fans as well, of course, get your thoughts. And how are you feeling ahead of that game? What are the the confidence levels like? Are you, are you feeling Celtic fans like you can do something you've not done yet this season? Let us know. Neil Wishart's got his team. He's got along similar lines, I guess. Brown and McGregor, his midfield two, Christy Turnbull Forrest and Edouard back to the old four two three one, I guess, for Neil. Um so we will um we'll, we'll find out, I guess. But I want to hear more of your suggestions. Right, lots of people are now sending me this, Hugh Kevens. What was it you said about Jim Duffy last night? <laughs> uh what did I say about him? About his enthusiasm yeah, He was yeah, like yeah. a kid on Christmas bubbling, Eve and Bubbling he was Leagues 1 and 2 You know back I wonder how he feels right Because he was also telling me During the break about His new goalkeeper He signed a new goalkeeper Sam Ramsbottom First appearance today And the goal that they conceded <laughs> To Forfar Which made them lose the game Has got Sam Ramsbottom He's got the ball in his hands Pretty comfortable No drama He decides to just put it down In front of him Still No drama then he goes to clear it up the pitch And he blitters it right off One of his own defenders And it trickles beyond him <laughs> As he moves in slow motion Trying to get back Tries to scoop it off the line And it ends up in the back of the net Oh dear <laughs> I wonder if Jim Duffy was so happy About the return of football at that moment uh, Do you know what? You, you sign up It's the, the, the job you signed up for These things happen <laughs> I don't see these yeah, things happening that often Hugh. These Wait, you see this It is I can't say it's comedy Because Jim will be angry If I describe But it is I, I mean It's incredible running, Not comedy <laughs> Jim Duffy Jim Goodwin It is the life they chose And today The game Has mm-hmm. Kicked them in the teeth There is a strong reaction To missing out On the top six Coming from Jim Goodwin Ooh. I will play it to you soon I still want to hear from you St Mirren fans Come on We've got to take this in the chin Don't go into hiding Let us know How you're feeling I know it was a disappointment But come on here and sum it up 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB as well And um, yeah Lots of people are now just sending me this video of the, I've never had so many goals <sighs> Involving a Forford and Barton game sent to me um, In all my life But it is quite something I'm afraid Jim Duffy Right anyway James is a Celtic fan Firstly James How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow? Are you confident Celtic can do something? Um, I hope so. Yeah, um, I'm just. I just hope we don't play Shane Duffy again because it's a. It's, he's a. He's been a massive flop this season, and he's he's not lived up to his previous thing. I just hope John Kenny doesn't think experience and sticks him in. Yeah, that would that would be unlikely, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, uh, listen. I think Shane Duffy. Or would it? Maybe. I'm, well, me personally, I think his time uh, is up. I think when you put Shane Duffy into the team. Listen, calamitous things seem to happen Even when he's really not involved in it You know, things, odd things seem to happen um, He's been a, a disaster It's just not worked out for him uh, And I can't see John Kennedy bringing him back in Young boy Welsh has done fine um, I think he's he's looked fairly solid He's he struck up a decent relationship with Ayer I just wonder if John may think uh, a bit more experience I beat on I th- instead I think of putting Duffy in there. He's an experienced player and he's just had a torrid time at Celtic. I think it'd be unfair in Duffy because I don't think Duffy feels comfortable at all. He's obviously 
Listen, he's human like the rest of us. He knows he's having an absolute nightmare at Celtic. Um, and he'll just be waiting to, you know, that to finish, get back down the road and try and rescue his career. And I don't think it'd be fair putting And as much as people say, well, he gets paid X amount of pounds, he's an experienced player. When you're having the problems that Duffy's having, and everything's scrutinised if he goes into that team with his first pass header, if he makes a mistake, I don't think it'd be fair putting the guy in. Uh, yeah, James, th- obviously there's not a lot at stake in terms of the league is over. The gap is massive. For Celtic, I guess it would be laying down a marker, ending Rangers' unbeaten league season. What what means the most to you? What, what is it that you think's up for grabs tomorrow? Yeah, for me, um, I'm not really bothered if Rangers go this season unbeaten or not. Um, but it's just for me, it's pride. Uh, I just don't want to switch the game on tomorrow and watch my team get absolutely battered. And as much as it would, uh, the unbeaten season would 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 hurt me as a fan. Um, I just don't want to watch that game tomorrow and see our team getting absolutely battered because of wrong tactics. In my books, the Celtic manager should have been in. Just now, with the Scottish Cup um, getting played now, there's plenty of games for that manager to get a hold of that team. Um, I think Dermot Desmond's got it all wrong with his appointment, whether he's got somebody in or he's waiting on someone. But for John Kennedy to lead that team until the end of the season's uh, ridiculous, especially if they don't intend to give him the job full time. Why would you term it ridiculous? He's been there with Brendan Rodgers Who thought highly of him I don't think James necessarily means This purely against John Kennedy He's seen It's ridiculous that we don't have a manager Is it is the broader point Well uh, There may be Reasons for that That are acceptable and feasible Could be employed I, I, currently Yes I, I do think that Dermot Desmond Has a, an offhand way of treating The Celtic supporters You know It's one thing not to attend The AGM for shareholders But you know at a time when the Celtic fans bought season tickets for a, a ground they could not enter, uh, you want them to do it for a second season, not knowing when they can enter the ground and how many will be allowed to enter the ground. And the, the silence from Dermot Desmond is deafening. I think that, like Chris, the Ranger supporter who was on first, James might just have to take what's coming tomorrow because Celtic are in a place where Rangers were in that place last three years. Celtic were treating Rangers as their plaything. There were fives at Ibrooks, fives at Celtic Park. And Celtic are now in that place where Rangers are far superior as a team. Uh, and James might have to watch the game and then turn it off or else watch it through the cracks in his fingers because uh, nothing's going to transform overnight. I mean, Mark, there's not a lot to base the case on. You know, if you're talking league table and stuff, Hughes, right? We did have Rangers as massive favourites for the last game, and I know they went and won it, but after 15, 20, and then 30 minutes, we were all standing in here and going, all right, well, hold on a minute. It doesn't look like there's such a big gap. So just if we're talking about the 90 minutes tomorrow, can Celtic, can Celtic lay a glove? I think they can. Uh, listen, I'm not just saying that because I'm an ex-Celtic player, mm-hmm. but you look at the players, the actual players. Do you do you become bad players over a season? I don't think so. The majority of the team, you look at Edward to Christie, Turnbull's a huge success. 
If James Forrest comes in You know Brown, McGregor And so on and so forth Who's been there And done it They are not bad players You can match them up Against Rangers team And If they play to their maximum potential Yes they can lay a, a glove on Rangers um, But the problem is That they haven't played to their maximum potential And confidence is a big thing this season for Celtic It started poorly And they never recovered from it They need to take this as the first step Building blocks for next year To get them back mm. on track Let's bring in Terry Thank you James and Lanark by the way Good to hear from you Let's see what Terry in Dumblain has on his mind Hi Terry Hi Gordon you alright? Aye, not bad Good uh, Hi all the panel Just to go back It's two points in one The Conversation about a guard the honour As a Rangers fan I didn't want us To give Celtic one So I quite understand Celtic Not giving Rangers one mm-hmm. But My point After what's happened Since Thursday night why can't the two teams, Rangers and Celtic, stand mixed on both sides of the tunnel and give Glenn Kamara a guard the honour? I, I like the sentiment here. Yeah, again, yeah. again, it comes back to this that we cannot pretend to understand how Glenn Kamara feels. No. He might hate that. He might absolutely hate it. But yeah. I, is there any is any suggestion bad at the moment if it was something that would make a big statement and get more people to take notice? I'm not sure. Having called what happened to Glenn Kamara an affront to decency, then a demonstration of decency might be no bad thing. Because there are Celtic players, black players who play for Celtic, who will understand how Glenn Kamara is feeling. Uh, it would be an idea I would not laugh out of court. Uh, the guard of honour, uh, for me, as I say, is just a, a waste of time. It's a manufactured story. But this is in recognition of something that has happened and has affected the country. People are incensed by what happened uh, so if the players were to perform that kind of gesture for Glenn Kamara I would see absolutely nothing wrong with that it may be the case that Stephen Gerrard might say listen, all very well meaning and I thank you for the thought however, I want to get this guy's mind right to play a game of football against our biggest rivals so I'd rather attention was not drawn to him in that way it's entirely up to both clubs yeah because again Terry a lot of the discussion from Connor Goldson and these are the guys I take the lead from I wouldn't pretend to, to really know how they feel but they're talking about you know the sort of these little symbols and some might say it's kind of empty gestures or gimmicks or whatever they don't think these things are making much difference and they just want big change at the top so I'm curious if your idea would fall into that that category well the biggest thing in football in Scottish football is the old firm. And if the two of them stand together mm-hmm. and say something like that, that's... Yeah. And I think the old firm represents Scotland as well. I would have to say, having said that any idea is welcome and any show of support for Glenn Kamara is to be applauded, um, but... Management of both clubs might want to just go on with this game, and yeah, I but go some back. Some things over, are more important than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go back over history. Uh, in order to try and uh, tackle sectarianism, Celtic and Rangers 
trained and the, 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 or warmed up in the other half side of the field. They came out uh, mixed up. Uh, Celtic player, Rangers player, Celtic player, Rangers player. They have tried everything. And those gestures turned out to be hollow as well. I think Glenn Kamara knows if, if he listens to any radio station, watches any television, reads any newspaper, he will know that the, the country is fully supportive of him, condemns what happened to him, is looking for UEFA to show a lead and do something tangible and powerful about racism. But maybe he just wants to go on and play a game of football. Yep, I get that, Mark. But at the same time, on a week, a week you might kind of scoff and say it's just social media, but I'm not sure I can ever remember Rangers quote tweeting a Celtic tweet in, in a statement and kind of referencing the fact that they're together. There is a there is a lot of momentum here, and you just wonder what type of impact some sort of statement would make. Listen on Terry's point there. There's no doubt about it. If Celtic and Rangers players stand together on this, and either the guard honour or something before the game, pictures, TV footage of that will Everywhere. go round Europe and the world. So there is no doubt it would make an impact. It would have more an impact than players standing with a red card or a t-shirt on in the warm up. Actual visual images of the two teams with such rivalry coming together for this one cause. I think I, I, would... I, I hear Hugh's point and, and I totally agree that, you know, maybe just a case of getting on with it. But you're right, Mark. It's a platform. How many people will be sitting watching that, the, these pictures on TV? Hmm. There's a statement to me, and we can talk about the statements being made and falling deaf ears. But we don't give up, Gordon. We keep going. And there's a great opportunity tomorrow. We need leadership. We need strong leadership. But there's a good opportunity for both clubs with millions of viewers watching TV standing mm. together saying, we're not accepting this. Right, Terry, thank you very much. Let's bring in John in Wisher. John's got a, a kind of football on the pitch point for Celtic, I think. Hi, John. Hi. Hello. Hey. It's just about, everybody talks about Celtic's defence, and I've looked back the last five years, invincible season, 25 goals lost, the next season, 25, then 20, 20, 20 last season, by the way, average 23, this season we've only lost 23, but see if you look at the goals for, 106, 73, 77, this year we've only scored 65, so I'm sorry, I think our problem up front is not at the back. That might well be the case, I mean, you will... Won't mind me pointing out, John. There's five games to go, of course. So that that total may get. I'd say another three goals at least. Yeah, going to um, be average. Twenty six. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean, it's uh, all around about twenty five, twenty six, twenty four. You forget, uh, front, then, John. No, and, and they scored, scored forty one goals less than three seasons ago is an absolute disgrace. But those goals, John conceded. Might just be roughly about the same But it's got to be in context Of when the goals are conceded How that affects the team How that affects the confidence The the nature of the goals conceded That then maybe has a knock-on effect yeah. uh, uh, You know, attacking play and, and scoring goals When, you know, you're throwing things uh, Players into the box Looking for a goal Rather than picking teams apart That Celtic have done in the past It all plays a part And the goals And the calamitous goals Celtic have lost Okay, they may not be double what they've lost in the past, but they've made an impact on the team. But on you're, the talk, you're talking in the league, and you're saying what's the difference? The difference is simple. Rangers have lost nine goals in the league, twenty-three mm. against Celtic. Now you're talking about scoring goals. Rangers aren't scoring a hundred odd goals; they've scored seventy-seven goals. So I think 
as much as I can hear the argument, it is your defence is your first line. That's your base score. And also, I I get where John's coming from, but when people just you you, you form an image in your head when you think about Celtic's defence. It's pretty hard to def- to split it up between league and not. You remember Sparta Prague. You uh-huh. remember Sparta Prague the second time. You remember Ferenc Varos. So that's you remember the... Ross County twice in in yeah, well in the the league cup game. Yeah, so it's difficult to kind of split it into to league. But to be fair to John, he's possible. I mean, John, you are right. That there will there's obviously been deficiencies in other areas of the pitch as well. Ah, but not as bad as what people make out. If you, if you give me an average of 25 goals, it's not your mm-hmm. defence and then what, what you're no scoring. That's where your problem is. But again, you're then basing that purely on that number. As Mark Wilson says, you know, yeah, you, you can do that. You can rhyme off a stat. But what about the nature of those goals conceded? Some of them have been calamitous. That's, that leads people to realise that Celtic's defence has been struggling. It might be important goals at important times of the game. So you're right to look at the total, but. That only tells you part of the picture, does it not? No, but the part of the picture is up front where we can't score a goal to save ourselves. Look at the Rangers game. We should have scored three goals, four goals. We missed two sitters in that game. McGregor had two two great saves. Dundee United game. There's other games as well you could rhyme off. I, I go back to the Dundee United game where Celtic officially yeah. lost ten in a row. John Wright they should have scored, shouldn't he? Ross yeah. County, the the final. Act for Neil Lennon you know, They should have scored that Yeah night. of course but, I mean Dundee United My goodness You've got Patrick Kamala And Albin Ayeti Who cost Celtic Eight million pounds And Neither Come on When you're absolutely Desperate For a goal And that Sums up Celtic season It has been A catastrophic story Of awful Signings Turnbull Being the Honourable exception Greg Taylor uh, another one But the rest Awful signings uh, And When the chips were down The lack of goals Cost Celtic in Europe Cost Celtic uh, In the Betfred Cup Against Ross County Of all people And uh, You know They haven't laid a glove In Rangers this season And uh, You know it, it, If you listen to John They're not going to lay a glove On them tomorrow either But you can You can make an argument For a defence You can make an argument For the forward line Gordon and there's an argument to say is the middle of the park where all their talent is dominated the games the way they should have. Not they've not. It's been a collective thing for Celtic this season. And it's very easy to say, right, there's the stats. Well, we've only lost 23 goals, but we've scored X amount um, and we're not scoring enough. It's a collective. But your defence is a, your defence the cornerstone of, of where your confidence comes from and a team. If that isn't right, that breeds Set plays the was a big thing That we were We've been spoke, uh, speaking about A lot this yeah. season Mark As Celtic are really Poor Yeah because that's the thing I, I do respect John's stat But there, there's another stat out there Which tells you Celtic have lost An unbelievable amount Of set plays oh, Percentage wise It's incredible And you Look at all the signings And the full Back four Back five How many you want to include in it From Barkas To Laxalt To Duffy to even Frimpong when he was here at times um, You know, mistakes beat on Even Julian, you know Mistakes in them all season long And although they haven't conceded You know, double the goals any other previous season It, it just seeps into your team That the players and forward areas Have no confidence in what's going on behind them And it's hurt the team Can you get something tomorrow, John? 
I think it'll be nothing each. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> John. Build it up for us. That was John in Wisha. Mm. 01419511025. We're going to speak to Simon very soon. Jim Goodwin thinks the referee cost St Mirren a place in the top six. We'll hear from him after these. The games are over. The talking begins. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans and Gordon Diel are here We're building up to the big game tomorrow in the East End of Glasgow And reflecting on today's action as well We're going to hear some strong words from Jim Goodwin But when Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray pick their result of the weekend on Monday Surely this one has to be a contender Kilmarnock 4, Motherwell 1 Simon is a Kilmarnock fan You've been on this phone before Simon telling us you're getting relegated Have you changed your mind yet? Uh, hi guys, how you all doing? Uh, hope you're having as good a Saturday as I am um, no, no is the answer to that <laughs> I guess that was the answer, Gordon um, When I phoned in before I said that You know, if we'd kept Alex Dyer We were 95% sure of getting relegated Keeping Tommy right, getting Tommy right It was possibly around 75% But I'm, I'm kind of confident tonight after that game it seemed to be the kind of the result we needed. First of all, before I go into my points, can I just say that uh, fully solidarity with Glenn Kamara and Kamar Roof for the horrible uh, experiences I've had in the last couple of days and all Scottish football is behind them and we'll stand with them. Um, yeah, I think the game today, you know, the first half was pretty even. Uh, a goal out of nothing for Kamarnock, a terrible mistake by uh, Liam Kelly. Uh, Motherwell's goal, I think Kamarnock's defending was really poor. Uh, but it was kind of nothing first half and we were watching the game and you're thinking oh, this is just going to peter out and then Mother will go up the other end of the park and score like they did the last time at Rugby Park but in you know, second half I think Tommy Wright gave them the proverbial um, and they all came out fired up uh, it seemed to be a different performance and you know I've been on this calling before I, I've called Mitch Pinnock one of the worst footballers I've ever seen and I said he's got no attributes whatsoever and then today he was absolutely terrible and then he pulls out a goal that was like Gaza uh, against Scotland at Wembley. He lops it over the defender and then puts it through past the keeper. So if we can get those kind of performances at the players from here to the end of the season, we might actually stand a really good chance of staying up. But I'm just absolutely delighted yeah. with the performance. Huge result, Hugh. Yeah, massive. Uh, as I say, the psychological lift is twofold. You're off the bottom... And also you've scored four goals And the big players Lafferty and Burke Have come through for you uh, And In football they always say It's a long road That has no turning And Kilmarnock have been on a long And negative road For a long time But it has turned today And I suspect that It's turned in such a dramatic fashion It will sustain Kilmarnock In the five games after the split And I, whatever happens They will not finish the season Bottom of the table And really? go down automatically It's a big claim from Hugh Keevan Simon Would you be As confident as that? Thanks for that Hugh <laughs> yeah, uh, Exactly what I mean, that uh, means. <laughs> No um, The Kyle Lafferty point Is the uh, Was the other one I was going to come on to You know I and a lot of other Commander fans Are a bit wary About his signing You know You think you hear about his attitude You hear about the problems He's had at other clubs But ever since he's came to Kilmarnock He has been He seems to be one of the only ones Especially before today anyway That was actually like Given everything He was running He was trying hard He was doing everything The other players weren't And it was today You know It just had a thing of The Kilmarnock players All season Have been scared to shoot Since Eamon Brophy left Obviously one of the Eamon Brophy likes a shot At a distance But a player seemed to be scared of shooting and Lafferty just likes a shot but 
but his shots are so controlled and they're so you know targeted. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't go on target, it's bouncing back, and that's where another couple of the goals came from today. Was was Lafferty just having an effort and being in the right position? I think his signing is going to be be massive if we do stay up, which uh, obviously fingers crossed we do. I think we should be giving him, making him the highest paid player at the club, and saying to him, "Listen, stay for at least another year. Keep yourself in the Northern Ireland squad." You know, push on. You're clearly enjoying yourself here. There's pictures all the time coming out from the Kelly social media's accounts of of Lafferty. He's always having a laugh. He seems to be enjoying himself. He's enjoying his football, certainly when you watch him play. I think that could be really good for Kilmarnock and really good for Kyle Lafferty. And for once, honestly, once I've been listening to, I love the fact you're now releasing your podcast the full uh, days because obviously when Kelly are playing, I'm too nervous to listen to anybody else. So I have to watch the game and listen to it back. And it's been horrible listening So tonight I'm actually excited When my girlfriend goes to bed Before I work tomorrow I can actually just Sit with a glass of wine And listen to the full Three hours of the podcast today And actually enjoy it for once So I'm Aye. actually looking forward To my Saturday night Enjoy your night I'll, I'll, I'll be listening to it back Thank you Simon And come look ah, don't, don't grudge it You've got to take these wins When they come along Let's hear from Jim Goodwin Missed out dramatic fashion on a top six place today It's difficult to explain really The emotions that you feel After um, such disappointment like that You know having Came so close uh, You know a couple of minutes from the end um, You know we just had to see it out You know unfortunately We weren't able to do that Thought Hamilton were excellent In the second half They made a few changes um, Forced us back for large periods In saying that I thought we dealt with everything That they threw at us I thought the boys defended Really well overall um, Jack Hannock hasn't had a great deal to do In fact I don't think he's had a save to make Prior to the, the goal We didn't set up well enough um, Prior to the free kick I don't think we needed three men in the wall I think two would have been enough um, And if we had taken one of the guys Out of the wall then we would have had enough to Pick up the guys uh, that were in the box Hamilton ended up with a 5v4 and that man advantage counted and that shouldn't happen at that late stage of the game for us we've got enough experience on the pitch to manage that situation better but we knew we had to come here and win today I knew St Johnston would beat Ross County and um, you know we knew we had to win the game to be sitting here having missed out by two goals is quite incredible but it is what it is Let me bring in Stephen and Paisley Stephen how would you sum up how you feel as a St Mirren fan today? Well first of all guys hope you're all safe and well thanks for taking my call I'm just a bit scunnered But I don't I've said to your uh, producer I don't think the day's match Was the, the catalyst It was We had seven matches in February alone We had four home games in a row And we had three draws and one win We, we lost it in February mate, As far as I'm concerned We should have took more points at home In those four, uh, four home games in a row we had But uh, you never know uh, So Stephen Just sorry on that Do you you know, are you bemoaning your team's performances then, or was the unforgiving schedule part of it? Because you you did have to play seven games in February, and I know Jim Goodwin had spoken previously about you know the impact that COVID had had in the season. Both, gone. yeah, probably a bit of both. Um, but I reckon you know, I mean, having a chance of four home games that are all gone, you know, that that was a chance to to do something. It wasn't your Rangers and Celtic. I mean, but I'm trying to think who it was. We had Hamilton, Livingston, Motherwell. And we beat Ross County. That was it. Yeah, that was for four the four home games in a row. So they, they were there for the take. You know, there was points there to be won. Um, but like I said, it's uh, it's gone now. So uh, it's a shame. To, I'd like to have seen Tony Fitzpatrick with this top six. Cause we've been saying it all year since the start of the season. We're a top six club, but so close. Yeah, I, I feel 
for Tony as much as Gordon Diel. Uh, I've known Tony since he was 17 years old when Alec Ferguson made him the captain of St Mirren. But I'm trying to introduce a, a, a bit of perspective here. Insofar as St Mirren were in a dark place at the start of this season, it seemed that things were just going all against them. Uh, and you feared for St Mirren at one stage. Now, tonight, I know it doesn't feel like it right now, but... They haven't been relegated. They're not in the, the bottom three. They don't face an uncertain future. They'll be a premiership club next season. And at the end of the day, they had it in their own hands with five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. It was in their own hands. And Jim Goodwin's explanation of his own defensive wall to meet the free kick coming in, he's putting the blame on his own players for not doing their job properly. That, how quick that happens. Do, how quick does that come about, Mark? If you're Jim Goodwin, can you get the instruction on to, to not have a wall that size? Yeah. Or, I, I mean, it seemed there was, to us, there was enough time. Of course, there's no fans in the, the ground to drown out a shout from the side. So, I think it's a, a mistake that's cost them. But I agree with you. You know, as a disappointment, we'll sit with them tonight. Overall, it has been a success for Jim and Tony Fitzpatrick. But they, they, they do want to aim high, though, don't yeah, they? That's the yeah. point. They're looking at St Johnson doing it again, looking at Livingston this season, looking at Motherwell, who are not good at the moment, but have done it multiple times. Of course, similar size. Of clubs. course, they are. But they have to remember where they were. Jim touched on it before the game. His time at the club, he was in relegation battles. This season, they are comfortable. Their disappointment is about missing out in the top six, not a relegation battle. Uh, Stephen, we're actually running out of time, but pick up the phone some point in the future and speak to us. It was great to hear from you, Stephen, in Paisley. I didn't realise that was the time. How quick has this show gone? Uh, what a day it has been. St Mirren, unfortunately for Stephen, missing out on the top six. St Johnston getting there. Well done to them. Big result for Kelly at the bottom. Poor day for Aberdeen. And now it's all down to tomorrow. Celtic against Rangers at lunchtime. Make sure you join us 11.45 tomorrow. We'll be here. And George Bowie's up next on the GBX.